Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Aviation Club of Jamaica's podcast. I am your host, Samuel Neal. Today, we'll be answering a question that was posted on the Aviation Club Jam Instagram page regarding why is it that the Jamaican government lacks interest in our aviation industry. Before we get into the topic, I'd like you guys to follow us on Facebook at the Aviation Club Jamaica, also on Instagram at Aviation Club Jam, and also check out our website at www.aviationclubjam.com. All right, welcome back, everyone, and we would like to thank you for joining us again for another podcast. Now, we received a very interesting question um, that was asked by one of our followers on our Instagram page. And the question was, why does the government of Jamaica lack interest in the development of the aviation industry? Now, we found this very interesting um, and we decided to utilize this podcast to speak a little on it and to the best of our ability, answer that question. And uh, joining me is Mr. O'Neill Doe, who will be giving his opinion as well on that question, um, you know, just to give us some more perspective or insight uh, regarding that question. Um, O'Neill, thank you for joining us. Greetings, Samuel, and thank you so much for having me. I definitely look, look forward to discussing this um question it's very interesting and let's get to it great likewise um, i'm looking forward to getting into it so um what do you think do you share the same opinion that the government lacks interest in the development of the aviation industry in the country the question is multifaceted in that um aviation is broad and there are different aspects of the industry that requires different levels of attention. And so what the government has been focused on is getting arrivals into the country. So they would focus on the commercial carriers. Um, we've consistently seen an increase in the number of tourists that have come to Jamaica over the last um, number of years. We've also seen investment in or air navigational infrastructure with um, or two um, new towers being installed at our international airports. Um, we've seen cases where the government has um, entered or engaged in privatization to develop our airports. Um, we've also seen cases where um, the Jamaica Civil Aviation Authority provides like scholarship opportunities uh, for our students. Um, who are aspiring to enter into the industry. What we don't see much development in is general aviation. And I think that is where um, our attention as enthusiasts or aspiring professionals are focused on. Um, what are you doing within the general aviation industry to help us to achieve um, our aspirations? And I think um, that is what the question is really directed at. Okay, so if I understand you correctly, your opinion is that the focus on, of the Jamaican government has been more towards the commercial development of aviation in the country 
and not so much the general aviation community in the country, if I, if I understand that is correctly. Fair. That is fair. Great. Um, I, too, share that same opinion. And I also believe that, you know, um, that the question was more directed toward the general aviation development, you know. But the main question is, is it that the Jamaican government lacks interest or is it that they lack vision or is it that there are more opportunities or it's more beneficial for the government to focus on the commercial side than the general, general aviation well, side? The, the opinions are varied across the world. For example, you do have governments that invest or should I say their attention is focused on the general aviation industry as much as the commercial aviation component. Um, I think the approach that our government has taken is where they want to take on the regulatory role where in the case of Jamaica's Civil Aviation Authority um, continues to develop its framework and continues to adjust its regulations to meet international standards. And it's more so for the industry stakeholders to um, navigate those regulations and see what business opportunities that they can create to foster the, to foster um, the local investment in the aviation industry, in the general aviation industry. Sure, sure. But I'm also of the opinion, um, and I know a few stakeholders share the same opinion, that though they're trying to you know, build the regulatory section of the industry. If if I'm if I'm following you correctly, right? You're you're saying that the that Jamaica, um, like many other uh, civil aviation organizations in the world, are focusing more on developing regulations that will enhance the industry on a whole. Am I am I following you, you correctly? All right. Well, if that's the case, there are, there are a few that believe that the regulations are more stifling. <laughs> the group than helping it what would you say towards that so it's for example if if the question is asked um what is the civil aviation authority doing for general aviation um the civil aviation authority would respond in kind to say um we've waived the fees for like um air traffic services for general aviation aircraft so only those um commercial flights coming in and out would be charged those fees instead of, I think it was that the fees were attached to the aircraft itself or to the airline, those have been changed towards uh, making it passenger oriented, so to speak. Um, there's some level of subsidies that have been provided to the, the airdromes that we um, use um, because they aren't self-sustaining. And aviation in general is expensive. Um, there are aspects, for example, the a new component of aviation, for example, with drones, um, where right now the regulatory framework is just a flight safety notification. And within the last um, three or four years, there have been an exponential increase in the number of users of drones within the industry. Um, if you look at flight training, uh, the Civil Aviation Authority themselves provide scholarships to the flight schools for students to pursue their um, uh, flight training or maintenance. Um, but the cost 
of operations in itself is prohibitive um, in that we rely on the importation of fuel. We don't own any aircraft, so we rely on getting aircraft from other countries to um, for leasing. And we don't have enough resources to keep that going, to keep the business afloat. So I think it's that our cost of operations are expensive, and therefore it would appear as though um, enough is not being done to make um, the industry more, uh, what would I say, um, business-oriented or more business-friendly. Okay, um, understood. And uh, just to just to kind of look at the industry currently, uh, if you should take a visit to, let's say, Tinson Pen Airdrome or the Grill Airdrome or to Ken Jones or these air, airdromes yeah. around the country, there is little to no activity. Tinson Pen currently, you'll be fortunate to see three to four aircrafts departing, landing. Uh, if it's not corporate traffic or tire courier services, there is nothing pretty much that is moving through that the airdromes. And uh, if you should compare it to our neighbors, let's say the Bahamas, um, let's say even, let's go closer, the Cayman Islands, their general aviation traffic is flooding into the country. Now, you should... If you should look at uh, back in maybe a year or two ago, there were talks about Tinsipan Airdrome sorry, being moved. But then just a few months after, they saw the benefits of having Tinsipan nearby when the hurricane was passing through the Caribbean, through the region. And uh, our neighbors, uh, Bahamas Air, flew to... Kingston, but due to the high traffic in Kingston of operators being from the wrath of the hurricane, they flew to Kingston as we were out of path of the track. And because of the amount of traffic at the airport, Bahamas Air flew over to Tinsipen and made use of the space as well as other operators. Now, if they were to close Tinsipen, what would those operators have done? Because Montego Bay was also filled, Ian Fleming was also filled, you know, and then would they really, would it be economical to fly to Ken Jones? Would they have had the space to fly to park at Ken Jones? Not fly there, but park there. Is the runway long enough? You know, all of these factors. Um, and it makes you wonder when you look at how empty Tinspen is, you know, it makes you wonder if the question is valid, you know. Is there a lack of interest in developing the airdrome? Now, the airdrome back in the day was seen as the mangrove for pilots, for, for like, you know, Air Jamaica, where pilots grew, where small operators would thrive. You know, between Kingston and Montego Bay, there was the, there was the flight school, there was Jamaica Air Shuttle, you know, there was Tara, there was Airpac, plus corporate traffic. But now everything is dwindled down to just tar and corporate traffic why you know and there have been entrepreneurs there have been pioneers who have made attempts to bring some business you know bring some traffic into tinsipen but due to the regulations due to all sorts of things they have not been able to do so and as a result while we are doing or while the, the civil aviation is enhancing the regulations it's also it also seems to be 
stifling the the industry as well. And it was one of the highlights at a forum that the civil aviation had a few months ago. And the operators were happy, the stakeholders were happy that the civil aviation sat down and, you know, at least intended to listen to the stakeholders. But at the same time, you know, that was one out of many meetings that has taken place and nothing has happened, you know. That is true. So um, to touch a bit on the regulatory aspect and um, the, the impact that it has on businesses, I guess my question would be, are we developing or bringing out regulations that are different from other countries where the business is thriving there? Uh, I would say that the regulations, some of the regulations seems to okay. be outdated. Outdated in the sense that what they would have in the regulations for an operator like yes. Virgin Maker, they're applying to a smaller operator that operates a private Fair. site. Fair you enough. understand? Exactly. So, Go out ahead. of experience, when when a, a, a corporate company uh, that has a private jet is doing an audit, the authorities would come to the audit with a, a long checklist that would include a lot of stuff from the airlines. You know, everything is airline um, focused, but nothing that is focused on a certain type of operation. You know, so they're they're generalizing the the small operation on the, the wing of an airline operation. You understand? So what we do and something like that where we have specific regulations for um, general aviation um, operators. Then, well, in all fairness to the Jamaica Civil Aviation Authority. At the forum that they had a few months ago, they were now starting to look at separating both the commercial and the general aviation regulations. But at first, they would need to define what the general aviation community that is because it's very wide in terms of general aviation would include like aerial work operators. There is a separate regulations for that, um, and the air. Um, operations would include like the agricultural aerial spraying, um, banner towing, um, aerial sightseeing, aerial survey, uh, traffic reporting, um, flight training is also another component of aviation, and that is also uh, of general aviation, and that has a separate regulatory framework for itself. So I guess what um, the focus would be more on, or the operators who are feeling it the most, would you say it's uh, um, the air taxi operators then? Pretty much, pretty much. Um, I know they're feeling it the most, um, and I know this because of experience. I've been through the process of getting a, an AOC, air operator certificate from the Civil Aviation Authority. And when you compare it to what, let's say, an Air Jamaica or a Fly Jamaica would have gone through, it's yes. almost the same thing. A, a large airline would have maybe three or four airplanes in a fleet when this operator that wants to provide non-scheduled operations to its customers have to go through this long process like they're they're starting an airline you know but when you compare it to other countries what their regulations calls for 
and how it separates the industries and makes allowances is, for yeah. each, then you realize it's a little bit easier to survive in that environment than it is to survive that in our own. True. That is fair. That is fair. So, you know, it makes you wonder, you know, falling back to the question, you know, is it that the, the Jamaican government really lacks interest in the aviation industry or is it that they lack interest in a certain in developing a certain part of the industry because their main focus is on the commercial development you know the, we have seen how the airports have grown with the new control towers with the new terminals with the new ticketing concourses with the new yep. gates tremendous growth within those few years in addition adding another international airport was another um, massive development and currently the international airport at uh, in Boscobel St. Mary now has yes. a terminal for arrival and departing passengers it's you know this is recent recent development as, as early as a few months ago and they're now doing work on the runway as well and just a few weeks ago there was a team of uh, pilots here who they were planning to uh, test and approach mm -hmm. procedure into the the international airport at Ian Fleming because right now it would have been just a visual approach but they are now uh, thinking of instituting a, a procedural approach for pilots so there has been some development on the commercial side but why why not the general aviation side you know because initially the general aviation side is what is going to fuel the commercial and as much as the commercial will bring in a higher percentage of revenue for the country there is also revenue to come from a general mm -hmm. aviation community as well you know it may not be as high as a commercial but it's still a percentage in addition That's to the commercial if they're looking at it from a financial and perspective with um discussions around i think it would be important for us to mention uh, with the Vernon Field development, we've heard quite a number of releases about investment in Vernon Field and its ability to um, provide for the human resource development of aviation, which are our pilots, uh, maintenance technicians. Um, and that would have been what the government's response may be towards it trying to focus some attention towards the general aviation industry and what's your take on that well with the vernon field project to me it seems like while they want to have a flight school um over by vernon field they want to have a uh, basically i don't want to specify flight school because based on what they are projecting it looks like they want an aviation yeah. university where there's a flight school a mechanic school an engineering school you know, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, it is still surrounding the whole, um, uh, what was the, the, the term that they had yes, used? The, whole, the hub. The yeah. The Aerotropolis, right? Everything is still surrounding an Aerotropolis. Now, they want to bring in large aircrafts, like an, as large as an Antonov. Imagine operating an airport with an Antonov and a Cessna 172 that's in the same circuit pattern. You know, the, the things like these that you, you, you think of. And 
for an aerotropolis where uh, trains are running through the airport. It's a 24-7 operation. These large airplanes coming in. How are flight schools or an aviation university going to survive on an airport like that? You know, you would think that, or where else in the world is doing it? Let's let's look at that. Maybe it can't so, work. Uh, anybody what else I'm aware of is like in the work? United States, for example, the busier airports don't accommodate mm -hmm. certain types of aircraft. Ability exactly. Exactly. So why are we going to do that Same with time, the metropolis? So. Definitely, it would require some fine-tuning, um, but there is, what would I say, an intent there. Um, and I guess when we go through the process of actually executing, we'd continue to change the plans to uh, meet our operating um, environment or the operational requirements as necessary. Um, but as we've seen, our airdrome in Pinsipan remains open to this date, and there isn't much development going on for the Vernon Field um, project. So it would be continuously assessing what additional aspect the government um, and the private sector too, because they do play an important role in, in re-energizing the industry. Sure, sure. So just to touch back on the question, we have now based on our discussion, seeing that it's not a lack of interest in the aviation industry. We have seen that they have uh, focused a lot of their time, efforts, resources, and energy towards the development yeah. of the commercial aspect, the commercial industry, aviation industry in Jamaica. And there has been some attention given to the general aviation community, but not enough, not enough to... to grow it to its true potential as it was once before when I would listen to a lot of the pilots and, and those who have been at Tinsipin, you know, years before me, how they would mention that they can hardly get a space to, to park. And when they do get a space to park, or they can hardly find space to move around inside the terminal building. You know, how three, four, five, six flights would have... Um, uh, or an airplane would have done six or seven legs in one day to drop off packages around the island. You know, back then when we had several more airdromes that were, were active. But that section of the industry has dwindled down, of course, due to the economic, the global economical, um, you know, what was happening globally with the economy as well. But at the same time, general aviation serves such a, a, a tremendous purpose, you know, especially for the development of pilots, for mechanics, for, you know, private operators who need to get to their office in Montego Bay or from Montego Bay to their businesses in Kingston, so on and so forth. So, you know, hopefully in the near future, we will see the development of our general aviation community but it's obvious as it is now based on discussion that the focus is on the commercial mm -hmm. side definitely all right folks well hopefully we did um answer the question directly indirectly or in in another format um it's a very interesting mm -hmm. question and you know the the frustration goes all around 
as to why is it that our general aviation industry can't thrive as others are doing, you know, in other countries, you know, Cayman, the Dominican Republic, you know, the Bahamas, the United States, you know, we know we can thrive too, but what is it that's holding back? Hopefully one of us can come up with a solution. Hopefully one of us has the vision. Hopefully one of us can bring forth the change that is needed for growth. Obviously the commercial side is doing quite fine, but we need to also build our general aviation community. Until next time, folks, uh, we will be speaking with you again um, next Friday. We will be having a podcast every Friday at about 6 p.m. But until next time, please send us your podcast suggestions, what you would like us to speak about, and we'll be happy to come back again next week, Friday, and touch on it. But um, in the meanwhile, we'd like to thank Mr. O'Neill Doe for joining us again and giving us his his perspective on the question. Anytime, Samuel, anytime. All right. Until then, we will see you all soon. And I hope everyone is staying safe uh, from the pandemic. Hope everyone is still doing well. Remember to wash your hands often. Wear a mask in public. Protect yourselves and indirectly protect your family and friends. Until next time, we look forward to continuing uh, the development in giving wings to your dreams. Take care, everyone. Take care. Hey everyone, it's me again, Samuel Neal. I just wanted to take the time out to thank you all for listening. And I also want to encourage those who listen to participate by sending in their podcast suggestions or their questions to uh, our social media pages. Or you can send us an email at info at aviationclubjam.com. We will see you guys next week, Friday. We'll be having a podcast every Friday. So we would love to get feedback as to what you would like us to discuss. Um, in this recording, there has been a few glitches uh, due to um, technology issues. So we do apologize in advance for that. But until next time, take care, be safe. And once again, thank you very much for listening.